What does on track, off track, what does that mean in my life? Welcome to the Radical Existence Podcast. This podcast is part of the bigger movement and online community where we cook together, move together, breathe together, and be together. The ideas you hear on the podcast are just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to join the conversation, head over to RadicalExistence.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate, and review. We appreciate you helping to share our message. Hey, Jen. Hey, Natalie. And hello to everyone that's listening right now. Um, I just want to go into um, this conversation. So I want to start with a personal like story. The other day I was at work and I was the only one there. I was um, just getting ready for my day. It was like, you know, morning time. And I, um, I actually was going to use Marco Polo to, to message you, Jen. And, um, and if people don't know what Marco Polo is, it's like a way of basically video texting. So you record a video and you send it to, you know, whoever. So, uh, so anyway, you see yourself, right? So I'm, I'm in the break room at work and the sunlight's coming in and I put my, my camera on to Marco Polo. And first thing I always do is check my eyebrows because I had an eyebrow issue for a while. <laughs> they were very uneven, drawn my eyebrows. Um, anyway, so check my eyebrows. Those are looking fine, you know, pretty even, whatever. Then I'm just like kind of getting ready to record and I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't, I feel like I don't really recognize myself. I feel like, um, one, I gained a little weight. Um, two, I just, my skin looks thirsty. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> funny. Haha. Um, inside joke, but, um, and like, I just, it wasn't even, I felt like it wasn't even an outward thing. It was almost an internal thing as well. Like I just felt a little, uh, what I, in my mind told myself off track. So anyway, I, um, as I'm sitting there staring at myself in this camera, I'm thinking to myself, which I often do, um, like Natalie, you got, you have to reel yourself back in, but that that's what I tell myself, like got to reel yourself back in and you got to get it back on track. So as I'm standing there ready to record, I'm thinking, wait a second, like, what does that even mean? What does on track, off track, what does that mean in my life? Like, so as I stood there, um, you know, I, I, I was coming up with things and I, and I um, knew that I had to record this thing. So I kind of just like dropped it. Um, but I knew that I would come back to it because I felt like I really needed to, uh, to know what that meant. But anyway, I'm going to jump to you, Jen, and I'm going to, uh, I, before I finish this story and what I kind of discovered, I want to hear kind of what you're initially thinking about this on track, off track thing. Like what is on track, off track to you? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Natalie. Um, thanks for the story. You just, you described it so well and you, you know, talked about, uh, 
you know, setting up for your day and being the only one in the salon. And like, that just gave me feelings of like warmth. And I love that being in the space where it's just quiet and peaceful and setting up for the day. Anyway, uh, on and off track for me is something that I'm very familiar with, or I feel like I was very familiar with. Um, I found that I was using that language a lot when I was in what I didn't know was disordered eating, but I've really identified it as that, what I was um, obsessing over in my life was a lot of like food and trying to do things right. And then um, of course, drinking. Uh, But for me, it felt like there was a lot of like off track. And then I would try to pull myself back in to get back on track. And as we were preparing for this topic, I was thinking, you know, that's really connected with like black and white thinking with this idea that there's a good and a bad, and it's just like not integrated living. So, um, yeah, those were kind of my initial thoughts of feeling like you're living differently than the way that you would, or, um, also the idea of a track being very linear, whereas we know life and experience is anything but that. So those were kind of the initial thoughts I had with the idea of being on and off track. Yeah, that that's a good kind of like first reaction to this, right? And um, so anyway, I, I I'll go into kind of the rest of of my day that day and 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 the days after that. Okay, so you know, got on with the rest of my day as I kept kind of thinking about like just not just outwardly how I felt about my appearance, but inwardly, like, I just started realizing that, like, those, um, I don't know, like, I'm typically a pretty, I would consider myself a pretty positive person. I get through my days, like, looking at life pretty positively. Um, And even in this crazy world that we live in right now, I can usually pick the positive out of things. Um, but lately I have been noticing that people, people's, um, opinions have been kind of getting to me, uh, and, and just these, these topics that have been going on for the last two years have really been affecting me. And as I was like thinking about like, just, how heavy the world is. And I started to realize that it wasn't just about my parents. It was about, um, everything else was just feeling kind of, you know, off track. And, um, and so anyway, I, you know, had told myself, reel yourself back in, get on track, blah, blah. Then I started to think about what that meant. Like, what is that? Like, so I journaled about it because that's what I like to do. Um, and, then I went even further and, um, you know, I, I follow a lot of health and wellness people and, um, you know, a lot of them do have these like morning routines that they post about, or, um, you know, just like kind of how they live their lives during the day or, or even at night or whatever. And I'm like, wow, like these look so beautiful on, on, Instagram or whatever, you know, and one, one woman in particular has a very, very strict ritual, I would call it in the morning. Right. And she, um, presents it in this way that is just, it's beautiful. It really is. It made me want to 
have this exact morning routine. And um, so then I went even further into this whole like routine thing. Maybe that's what I need. And, and, and I know that for me, my on track is taking care of myself, right? It's, it's uh, getting back into what I know is right for me, which is meditation, journaling, um, exercising, um, replacing my wine with, you know, tea, um, you know, those things that like, I kind of got off track on for a while now. Um, so I started to then go into, Oh my God, I need to find a book about this. Like what, what's my routine going to be? Oh my God. Like I, I just, I have to have some type of all these people have, you know, something that they do. And, and when I was feeling really, you know, good and healthy, like what was my routine and, you know, just obsessing, obsessing. I got into that phase of obsession where I was like, Oh my God, I have to research this. I have to find out what my routine is going to be. And then I, you know, even, uh, even trying to mimic other people's routines, it's like, okay, so I did this research. I, I came up with, you know, all these articles from doctors, some not, some just people's opinions, like these people that are, you know, influencers or whatever you want to call them. And, um, it, I kept coming up with these articles that were like, here's the five things that you got to do in the morning. You know, I mean, down to making your bed, um, you know, meditation, journaling, exercise, all the things that I know are, are right for you, you know, and, and can make you happy or whatever, but it just came to this list of things. And I, um, I mean, even down to, I think I read, uh, an article on when you should be drinking your coffee, like, you know, so I then went back to my journal and I wrote out, literally, I wrote out my morning routine. And it was not my morning routine. It was, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to do X, Y, and Z. Then I'm, you know, drinking my my coffee because that's when they told me to drink my coffee because this is what's going to happen if you drink your coffee before that. And I, um, you know, so it was, <laughs> I had this, this crazy, you know, list of things that I was not crazy. It's not crazy. It, it is what works for for people. Right. So I was like, well, this works for people and, and there's science behind this and this is why I should be doing this. So, you know, then I, I guess I stopped myself at some point with this because I, at this point kind of know myself and I know that this didn't feel good. Um, and then I thought about you, Jen, and I thought about, um, how this has been your life. This has been your, your, your work. This is your research. This is your study. This is your education. Um, and so I stopped and I said, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this on, on this podcast, because I think that, um, this is very important information that, um, that I would love for you to share. And, and I know that you can kind of touch on all that I said about, you know, the research and I said it in general because it was, you know, a lot of research that I did. Um, but 
those little topics, those little, when you, when can you do this or when you should do this, when you should meditate, when you should exercise. Um, so I want to get your opinion. I want to get your, um, kind of professional opinion in a sense on, on why or why not this, these things work or not work. Um, so yeah, I want to jump to you and let you have the floor on this and, and tell us, um, yeah, what, what you think and what you just heard out of all of that. Oh, Natalie, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing. There is a lot of really great things you touched on. Um, and first, yeah, like you said, this has been my life's work and the way that I've studied it, but I've also lived through it. So I feel like I'm fully integrated in the ways that like, it's like an intellectual property of mine, but it's also like my lived experience. I've been there looking at the articles, doing the research. Um, you said making a list of your morning routine. I've been doing that for the last decade. I've been thinking about how many journals I've filled with a budget and with my morning routine <laughs> like that never stuck. Let's be honest, you know, um, so uh, yeah, thank you for allowing me to kind of share, I guess, my lived experience. Also, something about scientific research that like what we forget with scientific research is that there has to be, it has to be applicable. So we can know these things, but there is kind of a few steps before it becomes like a doing thing, you know, and, and that's what I heard from you. I heard a, a lot of the the intellect mind doing a lot of work. But then I heard this kind of depth in you that was calling for something else. You know, you're like, I journaled, I meditated. I heard that a few different times in your share. And um, and just knowing who you are, it seems like you were just looking to come back to that place in yourself. And while intellectually, we might want to find a book that's like, how do I find that part of myself? every day. Oh, do these steps. I really think it's a part of ourselves that we always have access to. And it's not necessarily like, we'll get to the whole ritual thing, but it's something that we always have access to. And uh, it's just a matter of being connected with it and then removing the things that disconnect us from it. Yeah. So I guess the first thing that I would want to share is kind of going back to my personal experience of I would call it like my young phase of wellness, my kind of like intro to wellness. I uh, was looking to be that person of right action. So I wanted to have the morning routine where I woke up at a certain time because the early bird gets the worm, you know, and I uh, wanted to meditate in the morning and drink the green juice and not eat till noon and, you know, lemon water before anything else. I mean, just like all of these things that are, so healthy for you. But what I found again from personal experience is that the weight of feeling like that was right living and that my other way of living was wrong living created more uh, pressure and more um, heaviness and non-health in my life. It became more of a pressure to be that wellness queen. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. I, cause I wasn't looking to influence or do anything at that time. I just, I really wanted to live right. You know, like I had this deep wanting to, 
live right and to live how all these people said I was supposed to, that was going to make me something better than I am. And I think that's really toxic, Nat. I think it's really toxic for like someone like me, I would have considered myself at that time a vulnerable population, didn't feel grounded in myself, was really working on self-esteem and confidence. So I was looking outside myself for something and I attached onto the wellness, you know, thank God I could have attached onto other things. I did, I did that too. But really me looking for this routine, me looking for something to make me feel better about who I am was just another like masked, um, it was just another way for me to indulge in my own insecurities without actually healing them and growing as a person. So, and this is like no shade to people offering these wellness routines, but like, I really think the individual has to look at themselves and ask, why am I doing this? You know, why do I feel off track? What does off track mean to me? Am I feeling you know, empty or different or something not agreeing? Like, am I not growing into the next version of myself the way I'm being asked to? So I think there's a lot more depth into it than like, here's five more ways for you to be more productive in the morning. I just think there's, why do you feel like you need to be more productive? Natalie, something that you talked about too was, uh, I wrote it down in my notes as like feeling scratchy on the inside. And, um, you didn't say those words exactly, but you just said like, I'm just like not feeling like myself, kind of that uncomfortableness within. And um, also being more affected by what's going on around you. Like, so for me, those are signs when I'm feeling like scratchy, uncomfortable, kind of like wearing a wool sweater is how I've heard it described. Just like, oh, I just feel uncomfortable. And my outward world is affecting me to the point where I can't stay aligned with myself. I know that something needs to be addressed, right? Like I need to do some massive self-care. And uh, again, for like a single gal, it's a lot easier for me to go like within the depths of myself and to take care of myself and to have quiet time. So I'd be interested to know how you like balance those moods out and everything but um yeah so I guess like that's when we know when we feel those things we know that something needs to be addressed something needs to be done so I do love the way that you described it and I think that's the first step is being like okay what why do I feel like I need to get a on track or like back to myself and um how do I like start to rally my behaviors in a way to to help me stay on course I do love what you said, and I don't know if this was in a conversation on or off the podcast, but we realized that for you on track really just meant journaling and meditating and just having that peaceful time for yourself. And I'm curious why you think you stopped those things. Was it a busyness of life or like what, what got in the way? Um, I think, yeah, busyness of life, but I think that sometimes that's an excuse for me. I don't, I don't know because if I think back at when I was journaling and I was meditating, I was just as busy as I am now, you know, if not more, honestly. Um, I think for me, it was maybe the, which is kind of, I don't weird because you would think that with the heaviness of the world that I would be more into journaling and, and meditating because that's, you know, getting myself out of that world. I think I got so, um, 
maybe wrapped up into that, that I couldn't pull myself out at some point and just not being, I guess, aware. I, I guess maybe it was, it was just me getting into my daily, uh, just craziness and not being, you know, and, and all last year I had all this time off of work. And, um, so I think I got off of a, a good routine because it was shook up, you know, it was like, it was, my kids were home and it it was just a different life. And then now that things are back onto a track, Mm um, and I can actually mindlessly find time to do my journaling and all that because I'm back into this way of living that I could find the time you know a couple years ago um I just I feel like I'm just like out of that I guess out of a routine in a sense um and I guess yeah awareness I think I think that that's kind of what I what I got off of is like being aware that I wasn't even doing that stuff. And I, and then, you know, me feeling that scratchy or that just uncomfortable feeling got me aware that, wait a second, something's lacking in my life. What, what is lacking? Like, what, what am I doing that is different now than it was before when I was feeling very on course? So that's kind of how, I I guess that's the only thing that I can think of is like, I got so far off of like what, and, and what meant, meant a lot to me, you know, and, um, and taking care of myself does mean a lot. And it does help a lot with every, every part of my life, you know? And I think that that's what people kind of get away from. It's like, yeah, my kids, I don't know. I I think right now my kids are of ages where, um, they're both entering into new phases of their lives. It's been a year and a half off of school and, um, you know, they're both back in school full time. And so I felt like I needed to put all my effort into them too. And, um, when in actuality, I can't really help them without being myself, you know, without being, um, without doing those things that I know are right for taking care of myself. So anyway, yeah. is that too off track? No, that is was that perfect. Stay <laughs> <laughs> <Right> on track. <laughs> you said so much. And I guess this really draws us back to the whys of all this. So um, the first thing I want to read to you is just a definition of ritual, which might seem off track, but it will eventually like swing our way around. So ritual, like instead of talking about a routine, you talk about like a ritual and there really is a difference between the two. What do you think the difference is just when we're just after I say it, routine versus ritual? I I guess... I don't, I don't really know, honestly. Like I just put, I just clump them always together. Yeah. Well, you so know, a ritual is actually a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. So ritual to me sounds like it connects more with like spirit or, you know, your soul kind of just has a deeper connection routine is like, I do these things every day, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so then what I, I guess what I was hearing with you and what we were 
kind of have been jiving with on this whole time is like, yes, you can create the list. You can follow the science and create this whole morning routine and do these things. But really what we're looking to do is come back to ourselves. And when we're back with ourselves, we start to make better decisions and it's just more integrated. We're not on and off track. We're just kind of living within this place of like what we consider right living, which nobody can define for us, but ourselves. Um, So then we go back to say a morning or an evening ritual because we want to connect more deeply with that, you know, that place inside us that is always still, that is always peaceful, that is always like loving and accepting. And so that's where I guess if you wanted to really start like a solid morning or evening routine or ritual, it would be to start with like that in mind. How do I connect with like my breath, with my just that place of like moving from love, moving from um, there's just like an inner strength in all of us where we can take on the world as long as we can come back to that place of stillness. And so I think taking time each day to come back to that, whether it's through prayer, something that I do is I light a candle. I light a candle. That's how I get through like making my coffee way too early in the morning, according to some. (laughs) Um, But then when I blow it out before I go to work, I, I blow it out and I say a little prayer. I think about like my grandmother's why, I don't know. That's just what's been built into my ritual. But like, For me, that grounds me. And it's something really easy to do. It's something I don't have to think about. And if I miss doing it, I don't feel like I'm failing. You know, there's just like none of that. So, um, yeah, I guess to sum up this like on and off track, really what we're looking to do is like integrate all parts of ourselves in our life and to move from a place of like deep integrity, soulfulness, I don't know, a greater sense of knowing. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I love, um, I don't know that, that I think that I want, we want people to take away from this. Like we don't have to have this, um, yeah, this like just written out. This is what I do every day because guess what? Every day changes and we change as people. And I think that like, as long as like what you're saying, you're coming back to yourself, you're coming back to that internal, internal wellness kind of, you know? Um, but I think that that's kind of what our message is right. With radical existence is like, we're not, we don't have to follow the rules of, you know, here's the five things that you need in your life and you need to shut off your electronics at this time, you know, like it's too rigid and our lives are not rigid. Human lives are not a rigid life. Like, and if you do live a rigid life, I, I mean, I guess some people that works for them, I don't know. I just feel like there's at least right now in my personal life and, you know, the, the fun thing about you and I, Jen is that we do live different lives right now and and it's kind of um interesting to then hear you say this stuff because it, it we're so different in in you know our lives but at the same time so the same and and I think that like what I'm trying to say is like my life right now is busy with I have you know two teenage kids and a husband and um and, you know, so that daily routine of waking up at 5am and doing, you know, my, maybe my Pilates exercise or whatever, that doesn't work because guess what? My family's sleeping at 5am and no one's awake. I can't do Pilates because 
my reformers in my bedroom. And, you know, like, so those things that like, maybe, you know, this influencer on whatever makes it look beautiful and great. Well, guess what? She's a single lady that can wake up at five and that works for her, her life. So anyway, what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say it's everyone's lives are different and, um, and what works for one doesn't work for the next. I know in my twenties, I didn't, I didn't even think about meditation. That's like something that was like, seems stupid to me. Journaling seems stupid. Um, and maybe, you know, a 50 year old thinks meditation and journaling are stupid too. So it doesn't work for them. Um, so I think that, yeah, just what we want everyone to, I guess, realize is that even though, you know, there's X, Y, and Z written on, and this is the scientific evidence on why this works, you have to do you and you have to uh, do what you know is right for yourself internally, externally, all of that. And that's what we're all about. So Natalie, can I just sum it up with like two stories? You summed it yes. up so well, but I just want to like- No, but I kind of went <laughs> you made me dive, I want to dive into that one. Um, yeah, so like with radical existence, that's the whole thing is like bringing people back into their inner knowing and their inner truth and that, that depth within them. You know, it's not just more advice. We, there's plenty of advice out there and things to follow. But like, we want to ask people the questions and we want to know the answer. Like we want to have conversations with people. That's why we're a community. We're not just like a blog. Like we want to help. And I, I'm just so curious about people. I love hearing how people find and access that place in themselves, you know? So we're the facilitators. We're not the experts. Um, but First of all, there's this thought that I was thinking you were talking about just like the rigidness of life and some people like to live in that. And I think you're totally right. And the way I was thinking about this was like, there's a big puzzle, right? And we're all pieces of the puzzle. And for me, what I felt like when I was trying to live doing those, you know, looking up the research, doing the things that people told me I should be doing for right living I was trying to fit my puzzle piece into the wrong slot, you know, and I was trying to morph and confine and like create edges where there weren't in ways that like did not fit me. So now what I feel like I've done is I've moved my puzzle piece to where it fits in. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is where I am. And all of a sudden, like things aren't rigid and what I would call rigid for some are like overly disciplined or overly, you know, like scheduled or whatever those people are kind of just living their puzzle piece, you know? So like no judgment, no shade to them. But I think that uh, what we want to do is to find or help the people that are like, yeah, that didn't work for me. This, this shit isn't working for me. You know, like, what am I doing wrong? We're like, you're not doing anything wrong. You just need to find your place in, in the puzzle. Um, so that was the first thought that I had. And then lastly, to like tie it up, you talked about your quiet morning in the salon and just like having this time to reflect and think. And I feel like, again, that's what radical existence like feels like. It feels like the quiet morning when you're just kind of like in the own depth of your thoughts, but also in like a feeling space. Like that's where, that's what we come back to. That's what we want to offer people a feeling space with power and with a little bit of discipline. Like we show up at certain times, we show up every Wednesday for our stretch and meditation class. It's a great grounding class for both of us and all of us who attend. But 
yeah, just coming back to that, like what it feels like to have like a still quiet morning is the feeling of radical existence. That might've been too woo woo, but there you go. No, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks for leading this, Natalie. This was a great conversation. Uh, Okay, so we discussed a lot. We tried to stay on track, but as we know, the human existence isn't linear. So we kind of, you know, weaved our way through through this topic. Um, But we're curious, listeners, do you feel like you're living on track right now, off track right now? Do you kind of feel that, um, that... I don't know, difference in your life of when you're on or off and how do you come to integrate both? Do you believe that you can live in more of like an integrated fashion? Uh, yeah, we just want to know, what do you think about being on and off track and how do you keep yourself on track? Um, also, we have a, a nice little community where we keep ourselves grounded and connected to that like still deeper part of ourselves where we have the chance to explore that every Wednesday at 7.15 Pacific Standard Time, we do a little stretch and meditation class. It's just the perfect way to to connect with yourself during the week. Um, We'd love to see you there. It's $12. If you're not a community member, if you are a community member, it's included in your uh, membership. And you can find out more about that on the Radical Existence website, www.radicalexistence.com. We would love to meet you.